Welcome to the Merry Christmas Shit Show. <laughs> I almost did that seamlessly. Almost. Like I had so been close. practicing it. So close. In the shower. Dude, we all sound better in the shower. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, there's a. There's a. Um, there's a ad on Spotify that does the whole like sound better in the shower thing and it cracks me up every time that ad and the ad on hulu that i see and i know everyone's gonna think it's so dumb but it's so stupid that it cracks me up it's have you ever seen like it, it, it's like a car commercial or car insurance commercial and they're they're like there's an animal in the attic and it's animal from the muppets no have but you that's seen all that one no yeah, it's talking about needing the right coverage or whatever. Right. <laughs> but the only thing I can focus on is like the pun in the beginning. Because Animal, for those of you who don't know, and it might explain a lot, Animal is my favorite Muppet. <laughs> that does explain a lot. <laughs> my son shakes his head because I bust out laughing. Um... So I wanted to do a little light lightness before this episode because it is kind of dark. Um, now this this I know I said I don't like to do cases involving kids, but in my mind I can't it's associate it with anything. Huh? I said, and then she does cases involving kids. Yes, but in my mind, I think the reason why it's a little easier to disassociate myself from this one is because neither of my kids are the same age as this kid. So I think that's like, I know it's weird, but like that's, yeah. But I do want to do a trigger warning right at the beginning. The case uh, involves child abuse and the murder of a child. Um, I actually never have heard of this case before until I researched Christmas time murders. Um... You know, and I also wanted to do like another case other than Jean Benet Ramsey because A, I've already covered it, and B, it's so overdone. Um, and then Kate did the Covina Christmas murders the other day. So believe it or not, there's actually not a lot to pick from for Christmas murders, <laughs> at least relatively famous ones, anyway. Um, so this is the story of Christy Bamu, and I hope I'm saying that right. It's either Bamu or Bamu. Bamu. Uh, it's B A M U. Um, so we're just gonna jump right into it. So on February 21st, 1983, in Z Zaire, Zeri, <laughs> these are. Listen, I should not have picked this game. Why do you always pick the ones with the like it's a, ridiculous names? I don't know. This one's from the Congo. It's previously known as the Democratic Democratic Republic of the of Congo. So if anybody knows what I'm talking about, it's Z A I R E. Um Magali Bamu was born to her parents Pierre and Jacqueline. The family then moved to Paris with Pierre opening his carpentry business, designing and manufacturing furniture. 
Uh, he later moved him and his wife back to the Congo to continue the business. And 13-year-old Magali was left to live with her mother's niece, Phoebe, and her husband, Ferdinand, in Dangham, East London. Um, unfortunately, she was treated kind of horribly, like basically like they're a personal slave. Um, the next person I'm going to talk about is Eric Bikubi, who was also born in the Congo in 1983. Uh, his mother died during childbirth. Now, throughout his life, his father taught him about a type of witchcraft called Kindoki, um, which was widely believed in the Congo to be responsible for child possessions. Now, I, this is the real reason why I picked this case, is because of this witchcraft tie into it. Obviously, this is called Hot Mess Witchy Express, so you both, you know that we're both witches and pagans but like the reason why i want to pick this case is because it is now mind you this is the 80s right it is so feared still because this case happens in 2010 so that just tells you how like witchcraft and witches are still persecuted by crazy people but anyway now, uh, now, people. Yeah. Now, again, the Kendoki was considered to be responsible for child possession. So, like, when a child was pointed out, it was usually done by like a religious leader or an elder. Um. And as possessing Kendoki steps would be taken to get rid of the child, rid the child of like the evil spirit that was possessing them. This is where it gets rough. So this included like beatings, water deprivation, continuous prayer without fruit food. Um, the reason why they did this is because they believe that the possession of this evil spirit, um, that that has like physically taken over the child, so they're unable to feel the pain from the horrendous mutilations and beatings. But if it's a spirit, then it has no need for earthly things. Exactly. So, like, logically. Exactly. But my other thing is this. Like, this is, like, illogical religious beliefs right here. Like. And then, and then I'm going to, and then you're really going to love this next part. So, simple things that children do were viewed as indications of Kondoki possession. And this part's going to be important, so I want you guys to remember this part. Wetting the bed, biting your nails, and stealing a pencil. Well, fuck. I'm possessed. Apparently so am I. Maybe that's why we're witches. Because we're possessed by the Kondoki. And it well, never let go. I don't know. Do, didn't do the evil right, because I used mine for healing. Same. So I don't... Yeah. I don't do hexes or anything like that, so I don't. <laughs> I, personally, I'm like, you're literally listing things that kids do on the regular. Anyway, like I can count how many times that my kids, both, mostly my son, actually no, my daughter did it too. The wetting the bed thing. My daughter still bites her nails. And because well, my daughter is a budding artist, she always steals my pencils. Well, and I'm also thinking, 
you, does that does that also include pens? Because otherwise, every doctor ever has been possessed. Anybody that works in the medical <laughs> yeah. knows you do not give your good pen to the doctor. You will never see it again. Or counselor, for that matter, because I'm a pen hoarder. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I'm definitely a pen hoarder. So anyway, um, now during the relationship between Eric and Magali, Eric would talk about the visions he would have as a child, like seeing rats that were never there. Now, of course, to me, being the psychology major, I think schizophrenia right off the bat. Of course, you can't diagnose that as a kid because it's, it's not that you can't diagnose it. The reason why they don't a lot of the times is because kids have a very vivid, active imaginations. And so as a professional, it's hard to discern between active imagination and active hallucinations. So like they don't want to like, fuck mean. Right. So it's really hard. I mean, there's other criteria, but it is really hard to diagnose a child with schizophrenia. Um, but we'll see that later. So, um, now throughout the relationship, Magalie said Eric grew more obsessed with sorcery and witchcraft, witchcraft and began having dreams of his brother killing him. To rid himself of what he believed to be evil spirits, he moved around London to many different apartments to outrun these spirits. Uh, but this did not work, so he began consulting Nigerian pastors for help. Um, now, again, like, if you are being chased by a evil entity, by a bad, you know, a, a trying a demon that's trying to possess you, whatever. Obviously, moving is not going to be the answer because it, it, they've got their claws hooked into you, not the place you're living in. And remember, possession can be of a place or, like, object or person. Just FYI. Yes. But in this case, obviously, if he's moving around and it's not helping, it's him, not where he's living. Now, unfortunately, Eric started to become extremely controlling, verbally abusive, and refused to let Magali wear makeup or see her friends. Which, you know, I <laughs> let a motherfucker. I wish a motherfucker would. Um. <laughs> right. Be like, I, mean, okay, I don't see my friends anyway, but I would love to see my husband try to tell me not to see my friends. <laughs> kind of a shut in guys so in early 2010 Eric proposed to Magali um and of course she accepted idiot um now this made her she uh, siblings even me she was in love okay well she's the garbage person so I don't feel too bad for her um, now this made her siblings even more excited to come from Paris to London to visit for a couple of days for Christmas. Now, Christy Bamu and his siblings were sent from Paris to London to visit their sister. He was 15 and his siblings ranged in age from 11 to 22. So there's going to, I'm not going to use too many names for these because most of them are minors. Um... 
But according to Kelly, now this is his 20-year-old sister, everything started off very well for the first couple of days, um, but suddenly it turned very sour when Eric and Magalie began accusing all five siblings of being possessed with a kendoki. Um, now, I find that really interesting, first of all, because I would not consider the 20-year-old or the 22-year-old, because that's the age of the oldest two, children. And the Kandoki is supposed to be responsible for child possessions. So that's that that right off the bat. And I'm like, but anyway. Yeah. And like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm only 27. But even people that I work with who are like un- younger than me, I'm like, those kids. And I'm like, well, they're not kids. They're like over the, they're illegally drinking. But still. Right. Yeah, so I'm not sure why Eric was like, you kids. I mean, I, again, I get it. I'm, I'm 35 now. So anybody younger than 25, I'm like, you kids. So I get that. But like, at the same time, they're not kids. So now, other than Kelly, all the siblings were born and raised in Paris So they were extremely confused and pled against the fact that they were possessed, but that didn't stop Christy, I mean, um, Magalie and Eric. Now, the siblings, who, which included a 13-year-old boy um, and their autistic brother, who is 22, they were made to actually join in on the torture. Um... The siblings were made to pray constantly. They were refused food and drink. They were beaten. And at one point, Eric even forced them out the window to jump and see if they could fly. So. Would that mean that they are possessed or not possessed? If they are, if they can fly, they are possessed and they are witches. Because on top of saying that they were possessed by the Kandoki, he was also accusing all of them of witchcraft. So he was like, if you're a witch, you should be able to jump out the window and fly. Motherfucker. Because I have been been a practicing witch for almost 20 years. I can't fly. (laughs) If it weighs the same as a duck, it's a witch. That's Monty Python. Very good. I love that so much. I, that's one of my favorite Mel Brooks, or that's not Mel Brooks. It's one of my favorite Monty Python things, though. Search for the Holy Grail. <laughs> oh my god, your father smells of elderberries. <laughs> your mother was a hamster, and your father smells of elderberries. And they are English Kidnigets. If you guys have not seen that movie, you need to go watch it. It's one of the best old, older movies. Um, now, Kelly said that no matter how much the siblings would beg to stop the torture, um, it was clear that Eric's mind was made up. And Kelly genuinely believed that the siblings had traveled to London. Or no, I'm sorry. Eric genuinely believed 
the siblings traveled to London to kill him. So like in his, and this is again, what makes me think he's having paranoid delusions. There is a mental illness here. Right. I'm like, this is definitely paranoid schizophrenia. Um, but again, he's still like, you're witches. Like, I just, so witch. they even, so what happened was they started to try to plead towards Magali, like, please help us. You're our sister. We love you. Like, help us. Um, but she didn't do anything. Now, eventually, Kelly and her 11-year-old sister confessed to being witches to avoid the beatings, which actually ended up working for them. Uh, Unfortunately, though, the strategy didn't work for Christy. Um, So the same night as the sister's confession, now, I found debating material on this some say it was the 21st some say it was the 20th so it was december 20th or 21st i'm not sure um christy was beaten because he involuntarily wet himself and once eric found his underwear he took this as a sign that christy was the one who brought the kondoki into his house and so he began to and you know focus all his rage on him now Remember when I said in the beginning that one of the signs of the Kondoki was that you wet your bed. So I'm but I'm like if he's scared out of his mind you are going to piss yourself. Like also try Now began Eric began encouraging the other siblings to join in even more. Um so <clears throat> during this time Christy was struck in the mouth with a heavy bar and a hammer that knocked out his teeth. Which to do that the amount of force it takes to do that is crazy. Ceramic floor tiles and bottles were smashed on his head and a pair of pliers was used to twist his ear. Christy was repeatedly hit with a claw hammer and his limbs were completely smashed. For three and a half days, this torture continued, resulting in over 130 separate injuries. What the fuck? Girl, like... The amount of rage that has to come from a person to do this to another person. This is evil to me. People talk about like, you know, seeing evil in the world. To me, this is evil. Like, the ability for one human to do this to another human because they're they think in their mind that they're different. Because that's what it really boils down to. He thinks that Christy is a witch. Yeah, he exactly. thinks that Christy brought in the Kondoki. 
So he's beating him and torturing him for three to a half days. Like the fuck. Now, his sister Kelly during the court trial said Christy asked for forgiveness. He asked again and again. Magalie did absolutely nothing. She didn't lift a finger and she was convinced that we had did bad things. She said we deserved it. So this is what I mean by Magalie is a garbage person as well. Because she's like, I will be the first to admit I do not have the best relationship with my brother. But if someone was hurting him like this, you best believe I would try to kill that person. Like, so I just, it's hard for me as a big sister to wrap my mind around watching a big sister, a, being a big sister and watching someone beat the life out of your younger sibling. Especially a minor. Yeah. Well, it, he doesn't have to, my brother is no, not a minor by any sense of the imagination. <laughs> We're both getting old. And... I would still go for the throat if someone was hurting my brother. Right. But I mean, so, like, especially in her situation, like he's a minor. Yeah, dude. exactly. Like he's 15 years old and you're letting your, at the time, I think the boyfriend was 28. You're letting your 28 year old boyfriend, fiance, whatever, beat the living shit out of him and you're doing nothing. And he's begging for forgiveness and he is begging for you to help him. And you're just like, you deserve it. Ugh. So this is where it gets really sadistic. And this is where, again, you guys should know by now that I am a very big, big advocate for mental health, right? There is a fine line between being an evil person and having mental health issues. Because really what it boils down to is people who have mental health issues that don't get the right help that don't get the right treatment, turn their anger from inward to outward, and that's why they end up hurting people. But in this particular instance, this dude was a sadistic motherfucker, and I don't care if he had every mental illness imaginable, it does not excuse his behavior. Um, so on Christmas Eve, Eric decided he was going to call Christy's dad, Pierre, uh, and told him that if he didn't get all of the kids out of the house, he would murder them all. Now, mind you, dad's in Paris. They're in London and he's calling on Christmas Eve, one of the most <laughs> busiest traveling holidays of the year. Going, if you don't come get these kids, I'm going to kill them all. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, how the fuck do you expect that to happen? Well, and the sheer panic that had to run through Pierre's body. Like, I couldn't even imagine. Well, um, disbelief, because you're like, are you, are you just fucking with me? I mean, like, rude joke, man, but like, are you fucking with me? Or are you serious? So that, well, then the final words Pierre heard from Christy over the phone where Christy was begging his father to come pick him up because quote Eric will kill me so he's hearing Christy in the background going dad please come pick me up Eric will kill me 
I mean, uh, uh -huh. now it was to be the last of 45 calls from London in a period of seven hours, which started just after midnight on Christmas Day. So <laughs> he calls repeatedly trying to get a hold of Eric, but he can't, he doesn't pick up. Now, Pierre tried desperately to find his way out of um, and, and get to London, but Paris was in the grip of snowstorms. So planes were grounded. Eurostar wasn't running, which if you guys don't know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to look it up before I sound like a jackass because I did go to Paris and I'm pretty sure I know what Eurostar is because I've traveled on Eurostar. But I just want to be certain. Yeah, it's a train. Okay. Because that's the train that you can take basically to get you anywhere in Europe. So I just I just, just wanted to be sure. Um, and, you know, car, car hire companies were also, like, shut down. So, like, there was no way he could get there. Um, so, in the early hours of Christmas morning... Eric placed all the siblings in a tub and said prayers while spraying them with water. I guess this was like a forced, like, cleansing, basically. Unfortunately, Christy was so tired from the three and a half days worth of beatings and torture that he didn't have the physical strength to hold his head above the water that was collecting in the bottom of the tub. And he drowned. So after three and a half days of brutal torture, because mind you, this is not including the other beatings and starvation that was happening before. The three and a half days focused on him. He dies by drowning. Now, Eric and Magali did call an ambulance, which I... <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't get that. I don't I don't understand that. They're, they beat and tortured this kid and he drowns and they go, oh, we better call an ambulance. Jesus. So the paramedics arrive at the scene and take him to the hospital. And on the en route, they try to resuscitate him, but he was already gone. So then at around 8 p.m. on Christmas, Pierre got a phone, another phone call. And this time it was from his daughter, Kelly. And she told him, Dad, we're at the hospital and Christy is dead. Um. Now, police... Um, went to the flat because that's what they call it over there. Um, and they found blood on the ceiling, the walls, the floor tiles, all the, all the different tools they used to murder Christy and attack his siblings. So Eric and Magalie were both arrested that day. Thank fucking a half for that. I mean, at least now, they did that. Like, let's be honest. If it was America, they'd be like, but was it really though? Yeah, I know. <laughs> now, the autopsy, like I have said, had discovered that Christy had about 130 separate injuries all over his body. Um, now, detectives during the trial said other children in Britain had been subjected to terrible ordeals after being accused of witchcraft. And children's charities and campaigners called for more to be done to make the public aware of the possible abuse. Because of this closed-minded thinking. Now, 
both Eric and Magalie pled guilty to actual bodily harm on the grounds of diminished responsibility caused by brain damage. I wonder fucking why. Well, it doesn't matter because they rejected it. <laughs> so fuck them. Uh, and the case went to a jury trial. The jury consisted of seven women and five men. And and this was crazy to me. The judge said due to the gruesome evidence of these horrific crimes, they were excused from serving jury duty ever again. Well, fuck, dude. Right? Now, Eric's defense claimed his brain injury, his cultural upbringing, and schizophrenia diminishes his responsibility for his actions. No. Mental illness does not excuse you from being a shitty person. I don't, it doesn't even require that. Just no. The answer is no, sir. I've known plenty of people with schizophrenia who are living their best life and not being assholes and murdering people. So fuck you. Just, um, just don't be an ass. Yeah. Um, now Magalie's defense argued she was manipulated because she didn't believe in witchcraft. Okay. Oh, Magalie swore that she hadn't wanted to torture her brother and that Eric forced her to participate. <laughs> I hate when they use that defense that, oh, he made me do it. Shut up. However, her, her surviving, surviving siblings claim that was not the case and that she had been just as involved in the torture as Eric. Now, Kelly, the 20-year-old sister we talked about earlier, she testified against her sister. And she said she had no pity for her because she spoke of her lack of remorse um, from her sister while Kelly and her other siblings begged her to stop as she brutally beat them and tortured them. Uh, the other piece of quote-unquote damning evidence during this trial was a young woman named Naomi Elonga. She and her boyfriend stayed with the couple two years prior to the murder in 2008 and was accused of being possessed because she was biting her nails. Uh, the three days that she stayed with them, Eric refrained her from eating and sleeping. Eric and Magalie would sit and pray with her. Um... Now, she used to have long hair that was down to the middle of her back, but Eric forcibly cut it to release the kendoki. What the fuck? I don't know. Now, luckily for Naomi, she called her mom to come rescue her, and she was able to get away. Unfortunately for Magalie, this resulted in punishment for allowing her to leave, and Eric forced her to eat off the floor, gave her a black eye... Um, and she went to go stay in a women's refuge, which I'm assuming is a women's shelter. Um, but three months later, they got back together and moved back in together. So, uh, 
Now, Eric Bakubi was eventually sentenced to a minimum of 30 years in prison, and Magalie was sentenced to a minimum of 25 years. A judge deemed that, quote, the belief in witchcraft, however genuine, cannot excuse an assault to another person, let alone the killing of another human being. Back. Well, I'm sorry. I almost feel like she should get more because she willingly went back when he had already started shit like that. Facts. Now, Scotland Yard has investigated 83 cases involving abuse resulting from ritualistic or faith-based beliefs and has brought 17 prosecutions over the last 10 years. Detective Superintendent Terry Sharp said, quote, This is a hidden and underreported crime and therefore difficult to deal with in terms of protecting potential victims from harm. Save the Children's Head of Child Protection, Bill Bell, said, quote, This case must serve as a wake-up call to governments and local authorities to do more to prevent this kind of terrible abuse from happening to children in the future. And I couldn't agree more. This like, is also another reason that we really need to keep religion out of politics. Yes, and I really don't think that kids should... I don't know. I, d I just have a hard, you know, you guys know me. I know I say I have a hard time with kid cases and yet here I am. But like, I just, I don't care if the kid is possessed or believes in witchcraft or you have a mental illness. That does not excuse you from mercilessly beating, torturing, and eventually killing a child. Any person who murders a child is a garbage person that deserves to walk on Legos for the rest of their life and be locked up in a cage with bees with teeth. Yep. Checks out. <laughs> unfortunately, I did not find a whole lot on the background of Christy, which unfortunately happens a lot in these cases as they end up focusing on the killers more than the victim. But I also think a part of that is because Christy was a minor when he passed away. So I don't think that they released a whole lot of information regarding him because I looked. Um, and the same thing with his other siblings besides Kelly. Um, I really feel like another reason they do that kind of thing is because, like, for the people who are like, well, this is unfortunate, but out of religion, like, they don't want those r crazy religious fanatic groups to, like, try to twist these kids into something that they're not. Yeah, that could be it, too. And, like, it, but it's just really sad, you know, that yeah. that's the kind of thing that we have to worry about is twisting the kids <laughs> Not these fucking deranged killers. And honestly, I have to agree with Kate. I think that Magalie should have gotten a worse sentence than like, bitch, you, Eric. you you went back. You went back after you went to a shelter. And she didn't report the first crime. That's what bothers me. Is so he did this and she said nothing. To anybody. Like what? Like what the fuck is actually wrong with you? And then again, like I said already, 
the whole beating, watching him, watching him and actively participating in beating your siblings. Yeah. Like, you're the bigger sister. You're not supposed... Because she was 29 at the time. No, she was 28. Eric was 29. So she was the oldest sibling. And she was supposed... Like, again, I don't have the best relationship with my brother. But I have always felt the need to protect him. Because I'm the older sibling. So... To be the older sibling by a lot. Right? Because the youngest was 22. Or the oldest was 22 in that sibling group. And she was 28. So it's six years. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. She should have been protecting them not actively torturing them and beating them like exactly. that part pisses me off the most and like i get it you've got a fear of reprisal but then if you're fearing reprisal for this shit get out maybe not do it yeah <laughs> i mean uh, <laughs> feels like a simple solution um but yeah this that was the case of christy bamu um kind of sad and it wasn't kind of sad it was sad um and i hope that um both eric and magalie die in prison because they were beaten to death or something yes that's my hope i i agree <laughs> i concur like i know that that's a horrible thing to say as a person but they killed the kid so fuck you um yeah. So, I hope you guys enjoy your Christmas. <laughs> no, <that> no. <laughs> no killing of your family members just because they irritate you. Listen, I get that part so much. I know that they're annoying and they are loud. Well, for me, my family is loud. And then one day they will be gone and you will miss them like crazy. So just keep Unless that in mind. Unless they're pieces of shit, and then you know, just just wait, bide your time. It'll be all right. <laughs> Either way, and I know that the whole people don't. If your family is toxic, they're toxic, and you should cut them off. Absolutely, I have not spoken to my biological sperm donor in years. He told me he I was dead to him, and I said, "Okay, you're dead to me too," and I haven't spoken to him since. I get cutting off toxic family members, but the ones you're choosing to spend the holiday with, it's been a rough year for everybody, guys. So give everybody a little grace and just enjoy the moment. Get off your phone. Stop looking at TikTok and Instagram. And if you, some of you are on Facebook a lot, stop. Uh, <laughs> and just enjoy the moment. Do no evil, but take no shit. All right, guys. So, uh, uh, as always, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. All right, y'all. Merry Christmas. Be safe. Be merry. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. I don't know if I'm missing any. I mean, probably. But I love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.